Welcome to the Better Than Healthy podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself, and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Braffman. Let's dive in. Good morning. Well, at least it's morning when I'm recording this because, you know, sometimes topics just kind of hit me and I'll take notes on them and then later I can't even really remember what, how I wanted to say it. In this topic, I really wanted to make sure that I captured for you because I view this as being so important for really building a relationship with ourselves, for really building and healing that relationship with food and continuing to create a positive experience throughout the whole thing to really motivate and continue to build that. So I wanted to hop on right now and do it with my coffee this morning. So our topic this morning is celebrating. And I was thinking about this as I was doing some of my own celebrations and realized these past two weeks talking about food neutrality and body neutrality. And I know referencing throughout some of it, how when we are celebrating the win. So I know one I gave with food or body neutrality was like, maybe it was food. I don't remember. It's early. Still waking up. But of food celebrating doing it perfectly and feeling prideful for following that diet perfectly was setting us up for like the loss of like when we aren't following it perfectly. And I want to clarify that it's not black or white. It's not like, oh, if you think this way, then you're going to think this way because we can they choose to think different things on different topics. I do find that a lot of people think that way. And I used to think that way before I started to evaluate how I want to think about it and how I want to approach it. And I used to have like that contrast because it does make it easier to believe that with that contrast that it sets up, especially if we're in a place of having that all or nothing thinking around our diets where we're winning if it's doing it perfectly and we're losing if it's not like we feel like a failure if like we failed again the diet failed again versus like the success is it being it perfectly and reaching the goal and then maintaining it so there is a tendency for that but i want to like add the gray area back in because i want to add in that area where we can celebrate both doing an intense workout if it's something that we wanted to do and taking the day off to rest our body and both being amazing celebrations. And from that all or nothing place, like it could easily, like those are two opposites. Or celebrating, honoring our taste and body cravings for a salad and for ice cream. Like we can hold both of those dis- different things where we're satisfying different areas and celebrate both of them. During rewarding experiences that chemical neurotransmitter in our brain, dopamine is released. And then enduring adverse experiences where we experience a lot of stress or alert, opposite chemicals in our brain, which I don't remember the name of, are released. And that really controls some of our motivation and what we are wanting to do and how we feel during that experience. And whether we feel good or whether we feel bad. So that's when we bring in celebrating. It's building a practice that builds more rewarding experiences. So celebrating really is important no matter what we are trying to do, even if it's not some 
big number goal that we're trying to hit because not all goals. Yes, I know you've probably heard to make your goals smart, to make them specific and measurable and actionable and realistic and timely and all of those different pointers for setting goals up. But we also have some goals that are our lifetime or, I mean, they might change throughout our lifetime, but when it comes to my health, I don't have a specific goal besides taking care of myself. Because when that's my goal, I can really center on what I'm needing at that time period because sometimes what I want is to test my body and play with like my limits to, you know, lift a little bit heavier, to do a little bit more. And then sometimes what I'm wanting for my body is extra rest and recovery time. So it would be hard to measure and figure out what that would look like based on the old goals that I used to use. Like when I used to have a goal of just exercising an hour a day for six days a week, that was very specific and didn't allow wiggle room for what I was actually needing because sometimes I want different things. It's not always that consistent goal and when we're building something that is sustainable for our lifetime, like our health, something we're going to have for our entire life, is we want some of that play and that wiggle room, which that way does require being really honest and aware of yourself, which I'm sure some people don't feel like cultivating. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like some, I do have some areas, like I like to work out to workout videos because I don't want to think about what workout and how to exercise. I just want to be able to follow a video with movements that, you know, somebody else put together for weightlifting or for yoga, any of those things. Like I just don't want to think about it. So like there's nothing wrong with choosing areas where you don't feel like making decisions around or feel like putting a lot of energy into. That's okay. It's just figuring out what's most important to you and then liking your reason for why you want it to be that way because it's your decision. It's really impacting your life and so make it what you want it to be. And I don't feel an inspiration to run a race or something like that. If I did, then I'm sure I would have to I would want to look at it a little bit differently because I like I was trying to get to five miles or something that I was running, then there is a little bit more planning or strategy I would probably add to it. But I like my goal. So that's where I stick with it. And that structuring of it can really just depend on what you're looking for. Okay, now back to celebrating because this is not a goals podcast. And I don't know if it's a survival evolutionary thing or if it's a learned thing that just from culture over time, I suspect it could be a little bit of both. I mean, the winning and losing makes sense at an evolutionary standpoint. Like if we choose the wrong berries and you lose that way, then you could be eating poison berries and you know, that's a problem. Or you could get the right ones and then you get to eat. And that's very rewarding for our brain if we're, you know, back in that hunter and gatherer time period. So it would make sense for winning and losing, or if you're winning a fight, then you get to live versus be eaten by the saber-toothed tiger. So it makes sense on an evolutionary standpoint. And it makes sense of like what we categorize now as being wins and losses, as having influence of our culture and our society. But our brains like to win because like that instinctual level, like the three motivations that it really has is like seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and keeping us safe and conserving energy is part of that too. 
because the keeping it safe is really plays into the avoiding pain section of that. And winning is one of the ways that our brains can get pleasure by that reward system of dopamine being released during a rewarding experiences. And we can use this information for our benefit. Like we can look at how we've evolved to work and like how our minds work to use that for ourselves. And one of the ways that we can do that is learning to celebrate everything. And if you're having a hard time thinking of ways to celebrate yourself, or if you have a hard time celebrating yourself, it's extremely common because I used to also be terrible at it. And I've seen it in lots of people. And I think it came down to like not wanting to brag or not wanting to feel boastful and all of these ideas I had taken on that celebrating was somehow me boasting about myself, even if I was just celebrating it with myself and that it was a bad thing to do and that I should just like move on to the next thing. And I think moving on to the next thing was also somewhat from me anticipating the goals would provide me with feeling like really successful or feeling really good and like they would for a little bit when I hit them. And then because I hadn't worked on my relationship with myself, because I hadn't worked on the reasons I wasn't feeling good and the doubt I had over myself and not feeling good enough, then, you know, I would have to just go for the next goal right away. So I'd move on and not really celebrate them. Whereas now it's something I still practice because it's a skill that I'm still working to develop because it's been the opposite of that, of not celebrating, of just kind of moving past it or glossing over it is very ingrained still. So this is even something that I work on in multiple areas of my life, but I do think in my relationship with the body and self-care, I have, that's one area where I'm very good at celebrating. And how I celebrate now doesn't necessarily look like how I celebrated years ago when I was trying to diet because I would set up many celebrations to, you know, there was the advice to celebrate your little successes and the little wins and the non-scale victories. And I would try to find things that I would think are rewarding. So whether it was, you know, every pound, I put a certain amount of money into a jar. So that way, when I got to that first little milestone, I could buy something new for myself or get a massage and have all of those type of things. And celebrating is a much more simple now to me because sometimes I will do that of actually, you know what? No, I don't. If I truly want a massage or if I want a piece of clothing and it feels right to do it, like I don't financially feels right to, because that's another side of relationship with money too. But if I want that, then I do that. I don't tie it to other victories. Like I have to do this thing to get this reward. And then I just celebrate those things as another way that I'm like taking care of myself. I think sometimes celebrating is still doing those experiences, but more than that, to me, celebrating is acknowledging and appreciating what you're doing. And that does not need anything outside of you. So it doesn't need the reward of buying something new or going out to dinner or doing something special. Yes, do those things if you want to do them. But the celebrating that feels the most rewarding to me is not tying those things that I want to do into an accomplishment. Instead, what celebrating that feels the best for me is really happening in my mind. 
and in the way I talk to and communicate with myself. Because how this used to look, like I'm thinking back years ago when I was dieting, is I would eat like if I followed what I wanted to eat for the day perfectly, I'd be like, yay, good job. Okay, now I got to make sure you got to do it tomorrow and make sure that you're on point. Like you couldn't mess up tomorrow. We got to like switch our focus. That way we continue to be focused and then would continue down that path of like watchfulness and not really rewarding or appreciating what I was doing. And appreciation I find is one of like, it's such a feel good way to celebrate. Here's one way you can do this. If you uh, grab a piece of paper and just write down a thank you list. So do it for yourself. But if you're struggling with it, you can do thank you for other people as well. And what I mean by that is literally just write down like, thank you for doing the dishes. Like, thank you for making me breakfast. Thank you for making me lunch. Thank you for listening and feeding me. Thank you for, it's like talking to yourself and you don't have to say you like thank you can even think, you know, you can direct it more towards yourself. It's however you want it to sound. But just of going through, like, thank you for going to bed early last night. Thank you for getting that walk in and moving body. Thank you for stretching. Thank you for giving me some extra rest. Thank you for doing this extra work around the house. Thank you for going to work so I have money coming in so I can pay my bills. It's the same thing as a gratitude list if you've ever done that of like going through different things in your life that you're grateful for because as you sit there and like thank yourself for it, it feels amazing. And none of those things I said are really big things. It's just little things in life that really add to the quality of our days. And yes, there are bigger accomplishments that we may want to celebrate with more people, but, and I guess this is kind of like a celebrating the little things podcast because celebrating those little things every day has us looking for more things that we want to celebrate because like what we're practicing consistently is what our brain will continue to go out and look for. So if we're looking for the way things are going wrong or the way things are not enough, then we'll continue to look for that and that will expand in our life versus when we are looking for these little ways we are winning, when we are looking for the little things to celebrate, then it'll continue to fuel that energy in our experience. Because even if the only change in your life is how you're viewing it and what you're looking for is it can feel like a massive change and it'll naturally propel you into different changes that you would like to have Because it's such a difference going through your life. Like, yes, thank you for getting dad done. Yes, thank you for doing this. And I'm like, this is enough. Like, I love what I'm doing. Like, this is taking care of me. This is adding to me versus, ugh, like, I still have to fold the laundry. Like, I still have to do this. Like, I don't want to go to work today. I'd rather just be home. And all those different ways that we can talk to ourselves down to ourselves of like, oh, I didn't work out hard enough. I didn't eat the right food. It's like that goes to even like the motivating ourselves through self-love versus self-shame. It's like if we're pointing out all the things that are wrong in our life, then we're going to continue to see more wrong. And if we point out the things that are going well and that we like and what we're grateful for, then even if nothing else changes, like our experience of our life is going to be drastically different. Because there are always multiple signs to the same story and there's multiple ways that you can tell something to yourself. And that's not saying like be delusional and ignore things that you don't like, but something even like something that's recently changed for me is I don't like doing the dishes. Like it's just one of those things that I've really 
didn't like doing. But I mean, I do like them being done in the kitchen being clean. And it would be this like, oh, I have to do the dishes. Like, oh, I have to go do this thing. Like, I don't want to do it versus I'm really going to appreciate when this is done. Like, I'm really looking forward to the sink and the counter being clean. I love there not being dishes here. And just kind of slowly switching to that. And then afterwards being like, yes, like, thank you for getting that done. Like, like every time I saw my kitchen, just being like, yes, thank you for getting those dishes done. And even just like that switch of, oh, this is something I don't want to do to, I do want to do this because I want the dishes clean and I want my counter clean. And like, of course, like it's not something that's fun in the moment, but the more I'm focused on doing this for me, I really want to like have this done and have these clean. It changes that experience. So that way it's a lot easier to feel the motivation to just get that done and not have it be a big deal. Because most of the things that we want to do are simpler and easier than our brain tells them they're, tells us that they're going to be. Because even the dishes, which is a simple and easy thing to do, I know there are things that are hard that we want to do and are challenging and new and bigger experiences. But still, even in those things, I find that they are easier to do than my brain tells me they're going to be. Like when I first started making this podcast, I didn't do it for several months because my brain was like, oh, I'm not going to know how to edit it. I'm not going to know how to do these things. Like, what if I run out of topics? Like, what if no one wants to listen to me talk? And then like, I would just sit there and dwell on it. Like this was like a desire that I had to create. And it was something that I wanted to do because I love listening to podcasts and I wanted to deliver information in this way but I was avoiding it because of how hard my brain was telling me it was going to be. And it's, it is a lot simple and easier than my brain told me it was going to be. And there were challenges to learning to edit this and to curating some time in my week to record these and edit them. But it's a lot easier than my brain told me it would be. And the same with like dishes. I'm like, my brain would tell me like, oh, it's going to be so long. It's going to be hard. Not even though it's going to be hard. I'm just going to not going to do it. It's going to be boring. It's not going to be fun. And like that would but it's so much simpler and easier than my brain tells me it's going to be. I really see celebrating as really creating a positive experience for ourselves, even in something that is not necessarily positive in the moment. Because, I mean, we can make dishes. Like, I made more dishes more fun if I'm, like, listening to music and enjoying something or listening to a podcast and enjoying something while I'm doing it. But still, the act of doing dishes is not the most fun thing I would choose to do, obviously. But we can make it more rewarding by knowing how much gratitude we're going to show for ourselves for doing that simple thing. And it makes it easier to want to do the little things and do the simple things and do the things that add value to our lives on a daily basis that aren't necessarily the most fun or our most favorites. And so celebrating does not need to be like planning this special thing or buying something new or something that is bringing a reward into your life, it can be in those simple switches into the way you talk and appreciate yourself. Because when you're working on that gratitude, when you're working on appreciation, it 100% will change your experience. And you can do those dedicated lists for, especially for when you're changing your relationship with food, when you're working on your relationship with exercise. Because if you're doing 
a workout and you're trying to like, and if you're stuck in kind of comparing yourself to how you used to be able to do the movement, it can be like centering into where you are right now and why you want to do this. Like I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this to reduce back pain, to help my mobility, to keep my muscles strong, to keep me feeling good. And like, I'm so grateful that I'm doing that for myself. And I'm so grateful that I'm in this experience of allowing my self to eat this food and to learn what it's like in my body. And you know what? I overdid it. I feel a little bit physically uncomfortable, but I'm grateful that I'm willing to experiment, that I'm willing to do things not 100% perfect, that I'm willing to test how these different foods are working, that I'm willing to go against the grain, that I'm willing to listen to what I truly desire here. And building that in how we're approaching food, how we're approaching exercise, and how we're learning to trust and build awareness for our body and just finding those ways that we can talk to ourselves in the way that feels true to you. Because you don't just want to repeat it in the way that I'm saying it if it doesn't feel true to you. And that's when we can start to practice, okay, like even if it's everyday finding, like what's one thing I'm grateful for today? And that can be within yourself with other people. And that's why you can tie in other people if you're wanting to practice and having a hard time showing that gratitude and appreciation for yourself is you can do it too. Like I'm grateful when my husband does the dishes, like the pulling in different things like that. You can do that to just help build that practice and wanting to celebrate and appreciate all the things. Also, if you want a big celebration, do it that way too. There's no, there are different options. And the more you bring in celebration to every single day and not just the big win. So if like a big win was not binging for two months, like you don't want to wait two months to celebrate, celebrate that every single day. So that way you're bringing in that rewarding experience right away. That's this week's episode. I hope it was helpful. As always, let me know if you have any questions. You can just reach me by email and You can find that on my website. There's a contact form there too. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Than Healthy podcast. If you want to learn to trust yourself around foods, you can stop overeating and feel more comfortable in your body. I want to invite you to join my coaching program. Come visit me at foodpeacenutrition.com to learn more.